0: morning and welcome to our daily word and prayer. My name is Tom Short, so glad to have you along with us today as we get into the Word of God, talk about it, and allow it to transform our lives. It's powerful, the Word of God is. Have you ever met someone who claims to have deconstructed their faith? This is a popular common term today. Indeed, many celebrity Christians, pastors, worship leaders, and so forth, have deconstructed their faith thinking that they have run into questions about the Bible that they can't answer, and so they go astray. They abandon their faith, and some very popular people have done this. It's uh, it's a sign, of obviously, the end times where we're told many would fall away from the faith, and we've given a new word. The new word is deconstructed. The old word would simply have been, they are an apostate, or they're a false teacher, or they have forsaken the Lord, they've abandoned the Lord, they've rejected the faith. We give it this new terminology, we were talking in the chat here a bit before we started, how words have been, uh, new words have been created, devised, to take away the sting of the moral connotation. Deconstructed sounds pretty intelligent. It sounds like a something like a good thing you've done here, perhaps. Indeed, those who deconstruct the faith never find anything to rebuild. We're builders in the kingdom of God. We are constructing faith. We are building people. We are instilling good values in people. Those that are into the deconstruction, as we will see, destroy. That's there's a there's a a spirit of destruction in our culture today. That wants to tear down everything that's good and right and true, and it is infecting even the Christian faith. Let's look at what Paul said, or excuse me, Peter. We're in 2 Peter chapter 2, and this is a very, very rich section I want to read to you. And I'm just going to read it to you a bit, about 10 verses, or maybe 8 verses, but there's such descriptive language, rather than write the verse down like I normally do— I'm just going to put up some of the fray as I read it. Some of the phrases that I think capture my attention, and you may enjoy. Here we go. Speaking of these people, we'll start with 2 Peter chapter two, verse uh, twelve. But these, like unreasoning animals, born as creatures of instinct to be captured and killed, reviling where they have no knowledge. Will in the destruction of the, those creatures also be destroyed. Suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong, they count it a pleasure to revel in the daytime. They are stains and blemishes, reviling in their de- reveling in their deceptions as they carouse with you. Having eyes full of adultery, they never cease from sin enticing unstable souls, having a heart trained in greed, accursed children, forsaking the right way, they have gone astray, having followed the way of Balaam, the son of Beor, who loved the wages of unrighteousness. But he received a rebuke for his own transgression, for a mute donkey, speaking with the voice of a man, restrained the madness of the prophet. These are springs without water and mists driven by the storm, for whom the black darkness has been reserved. For speaking out arrogant words of vanity, they entice by fleshly desires, by sensuality, those who barely escape from from the ones who live in error, promising them freedom while they themselves are slaves of corruption. For by what a man is overcome, by this he is enslaved. What a description. What a description. Well, I sure wouldn't want those words to describe me. I wouldn't want those phrases to describe me. those That's the description of those who have deconstructed their faith, who have once taught the way of Jesus, who once taught the right way, and have rejected it, turned away, and become apostate. Now, what, what what do we make of these people? Are they, you know, we wonder, we, we believe here that once you're genuinely saved, you're always saved forever. We believe that eternal life begins at the point of truly coming to Jesus Christ and faith in Jesus Christ. It doesn't start when you go to heaven. Eternal life starts now. John 5, 24, he who hears my words and believes him who sent me has eternal life shall not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. so we believe that this life has already begun and there's many other verses about this. but what about these people? They now deny the faith. they're not we're not talking about someone who slipped back into a little bit of sin. We're not talking about a, a good Christian who stumbled, fell and feels really bad about it and has repented. We're not even talking about a Christian who stumbled and fell and is now discouraged. And having trouble getting back up on their feet. They still believe in Jesus. They still believe in God. They still believe the truth of the Bible. They're just they're just down and discouraged because they've they the, the, the devil's knocked them down. They haven't gotten back up yet. What about these apostates? What, what do we think about them? What's the truth about them? Look at what look at what Peter says. He goes on in verse 12, I believe it is. For if after they have escaped the defilements of the world by the knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ they are again entangled in them and are overcome the last state has become worse for them than the first for it would have been better for them not to have known the way of righteousness than having than ha- of righteousness than having known it to turn away from the holy commandment handed down to them sure sounds like these people were were once saved, they had the knowledge, says the knowledge they escaped the filements of the world by the knowledge of Jesus Christ. That would tend to sound like a a phrase that would indicate they may have been saved. However, we're going to see something here in just a moment. What do we say? It would have been better for these people, these people who have walked away from the faith, these people who rejected Christ these people who once proclaimed the knowledge of God, once were seeking to live the Christian life, once even may have proved themselves examples or teachers, and yet now they've turned away from it and rejected it, it would have been better for them never to have professed Christ, he says, never to have known the way of righteousness, than to have known it and now rejected it. Why would he say such a thing? Well, obviously, there's verses in the Bible such as "Too much is given, much as it required." The ma- the one who knew the master's will and did not do it will receive many lashes, it says. But the one who never knew the master's will will receive but few. The we we will be judged by the light we have. Oh my goodness, I tremble for those who who once were in the pulpit, shall we say, teaching the Word of God and have now rejected it. I tremble for those who once were singing in Christian concerts and had Christian audiences and singing about the glories of God and have now rejected it. What kind of judgment will they have? I think it will be quite severe. But how about even just in this life? And were they even really saved? Look at what it says here. These people who've turned away, it has happened to them according to the true proverb. A dog returns to its own vomit, and a sow, after washing, returns to wallowing. Wallowing should be a typo there. Wallowing in the mire. Notice here it says that these people calls them dogs and sows, or pigs. Now, in Scripture, you might have a uh, we're called lambs, sheep. Now, sheep might get into the mud. A sheep might fall in the mud. A sheep might get dirty, but it doesn't like to wallow in the mud. That's what pigs do. Pigs wallow in the mud. And, and Scripture doesn't refer to believers as dogs. Those are terms for the unbelievers. That is a, that's a term, a common term. We have our cute dogs with us nowadays that have pets that live in our house. But in scriptural times, those dogs, they, they were wild. Those dogs were, they had roamed, they were dangerous, they were diseased, they were, they, they were disgusting animals, and they were to be avoided. And the Bible never speaks of believers as dogs or of believers as pigs. And so I think the implication of this last verse is that these people may have never been saved in the first place. They, they, they may have, you know, they, they may have been a pig that cleaned up for a while, and didn't get in the mud for a while but they were always a pig and they never really became that sheep that's how i read it that that you can clean up a pig but when he gets a chance he'll go back to that mud and some people may profess and we're warned about this don't assume everybody sitting in your church is a believer the more in the in those days to be a believer was a price to pay in our days, to be a believer is no longer culturally, you know, admirable and respectable. And so we can assume anyone who makes the cho- the choice to get up and come to church must obviously be saved. Don't assume that any more than Peter was warning in their day. Not everyone who sat in the church. And Paul warned not everyone who sat in the church is saved as a believer. Don't, don't always assume that. Help assure the people. Help them make sure of their calling. Make sure of their salvation. Pastors, if you're listening to today, help your people. Never stop preaching the gospel. Never urge them. I had a fella who'd been a pastor in a church, and had written some beautiful Christian music, and and was an, an example in many ways. And he came upon a tough time, and years later, he heard me preaching in church once, and he told me that that day's when he got saved. Well, he'd been a pastor in church, an elder 20 years earlier, 30 years earlier. He'd written Christian music. I still love singing. But he told me it wasn't until later that he really got the gospel. Sometimes in our, people in our church don't get it, and sometimes they can be doing all the right things, but they're, they're not yet born again. They're still a pig. They're still a dog. They've not yet become a lamb, a sheep, a a believer, a new life, a new birth in Jesus Christ. I hope you've had it. I hope you've had it. It's easy for me to assume if you make the commitment to come here day by day, you're a believer. And I trust you are. And I assume you are. But make sure, make sure your faith is really in Jesus Christ. Religion won't save us. Consistency in going to church or attending an online devotional like this each day, that's not what saves us. It's the blood of Jesus Christ. And you want the new birth and cry out to God until you know you have it. No longer be a dog or a, a, a sow. We're sheep. We're, we've got a new nature. We're new people. And and that way, we will persevere until the end. We won't fall away. We won't deconstruct our faith. We won't become apostate. We won't become all these bad phrases here, daring, self-willed, unreasoning animals, reviling suffering wrong as the wages of doing wrong. All these things won't be us. We'll be followers, believers in Jesus Christ. Jesus, we bless you today. We love you and we thank you. It grieves us to see people leaving the faith and attacking the faith and 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 declaring they have no faith and and becoming apostate, whatever we want to call it. They've rejected the holy commandment of God, and they've gone they've like a pig that's gone back to the mud. Oh, Lord, we pray for those people to be saved, to come back, to repent. And we pray in our own lives, guard us from such things. Guard us from, Lord, might each of us make sure of our own salvation, our own faith and trust in Jesus Christ. And might each one of us, Lord, be careful, Not to listen to these false teachers, not to allow them to defile us, not to allow them to entice us. Lord, they're they're sly, they're tricky, they're deceitful, they're schemers. We trust you to be our refuge. We place our confidence in the Word of God, the Bible, the Scripture. We believe it. It's true, it's in the Bible. We believe it. Might we today walk in faith and strength, strengthen us today, Lord. Drive out our doubts. Might we be men and women of mighty and strong faith in Jesus Christ. We pray these things and bless you now, and we love you. Amen, amen, and amen. Hey, thanks for being with me today. Isn't this wonderful? I enjoy getting the Word of God. I hope you do too. I get so many positive comments from people, and so thank you for your words of encouragement. Share uh, share these videos with others. We talk here about important things. And you know what? The truth is there are a lot of people falling away from the Lord. Even after all this COVID stuff, a lot of them never come back to the church. And of the young people, many of them, I've heard a majority of them no longer go to church. Well, let's reach them somehow. Share the word. Encourage them to come here. Because if you're not getting the word in your life, you know what's going to happen. You're not going to be strong, that's for sure. You're not going to be mighty in God. That's what we want to see mighty, strong believers in Christ. So I hope if you're new, welcome. I hope you subscribe, uh, like the video, leave a comment below, share with your friends. If you're here every day, I love you guys. Make sure to be telling your friends about this. Password, you can just hit that share button right below and post uh, post this video right on your social media. It's real easy to do. So until we meet tomorrow, my God bless you, strengthen you, guard you, protect your faith, in the truth of Jesus Christ. Remember, we are sheep of the Lord. We've had a new birth. We're a, we are new creatures. We're not going back to the mud. We're not licking up our vomit. We're going on for the Lord. Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye-bye.